We are CEOs, executives, educators, and professionals from all sectors of society who support the global expansion of betterment in the world through joy and joyly. I'm your host, Cheryl Lynn, founder of the Chair of Joy Experience. Together, we have developed the World Council of Joy, and our council invites CEOs and innovators from impactful organizations to the Joyly podcast. We showcase how generous, bold, and fully engaged they are in their work and what a culture of joy is to them. Good afternoon, everyone. Again, Cheryl Lynn here with a Joyly Living episode. We are so fortunate to have Shelly Brunswick with us today coming. Um, And where are you from, Shelly, exactly? I didn't even ask you. (laughs) Well, it's one of those questions. I was born in Florida, but grew up in Wisconsin, and I was in the Air Force, so I lived all over. But now I'm, I'm proud to call myself a Coloradan, and I live in Colorado Springs. That's right. And I am from uh, Wisconsin. So where in Wisconsin were you real quick? Eau Claire. Oh, very cool. Fun. How and, about yourself? Uh, I'm in, uh, in the Appleton Fox Valley area. Lovely. And, and uh, looking to head to Colorado. So we are, we're, we're intertwined. We'll find each other on the road somewhere. So once again, welcome to another spectacular episode of the Joyly podcast. To us, the word Joyly describes a fulfilling and vibrant lifestyle bathed in happiness, bliss, and jubilation. Living Joyly is living elevated beyond just occasional states of joy, which I think a lot of us tend to find ourselves in. And uh, what we're learning to do is live Joyly, which means to make and to assess, activate, and sustain joy on a daily basis instead of someday or one day. So today we are fortunate enough enough to add this grow to this growing list of those living joyly with yet another delightful guest. So Shelly Brunswick, man, your uh, list of things and where you've been and what you're doing is incredible. So as the chief operating officer at Space Foundation, uh, she will light us with many possibilities for contributing to the global space ecosystem. So Shelly, without further ado, I would just love for you to kind of give us a little bit about your background and then we'll get into all the many, many juicy questions I have for you about joy. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you again for inviting me to join you. And I think it's really important for everyone to understand, as you said, that joy is really about a sense of being, not a destination. And so every day, let's live as joyfully as we can. Let's find gratitude in every day. And I certainly live my my life that way too, as well as talk about the global space ecosystem, as you said. A little bit about my background. Um, I grew up in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, as we talked about earlier, enlisted right in the U.S. Air Force right out of high school. Uh, Went to school at night, served my country during the day, and completed my degree. Was fortunate to be accepted to be an officer in the U.S. Air Force, and that's when I transitioned into the space industry as a space project manager. And I did that the remainder of my career, where I worked both in uh, Los Angeles at the Space and Missile System Center, taught space project management at Defense Acquisition University, and completed my Air Force career while working on Capitol Hill as a uh, Air Force liaison, uh, securing the budget for the Air Force. So it was wonderful. And then when that that journey came to an end, as I call it, that ended uh, the second chapter of my life, which is a longer story, I started the third chapter, which is where I'm now at Space Foundation. And I just love, love what I get to do every day. Where was the initial spark for the space industry? Do you remember what, what happened or when it came down to you that said, this is the business that I'm going to be in? I think similar to most people's journeys, you don't really know where your end up, your final destination is going to be. 
what I did along the way was I always had goals and I set um, expectations for myself. I've been a lifelong learner. I encourage your audience to always be lifelong learners. And as opportunities opened up and the door opened, it, it presented an opportunity. I had the background, the knowledge, the skills and abilities, and I was able to apply for it. So originally, you know, you can think back 30, 40 years ago, uh, the space industry was primarily male, it was primarily run by governments, you know, Russia, China, the US, and you were primarily a STEM professional. So for me, originally in my career, this was never a possibility. It was about launch vehicles and astronauts. And many of your audience today is probably are probably thinking the same thing. It's still about astronauts and Elon Musk and SpaceX. But what I'll share with you is it has become democratized and it is now open to all to all diversity, women and other underrepresented groups, not just in the US, but around the world, as well as multiple backgrounds. So I have a business degree and an MBA, um, but we need business professionals now in the space industry. We need journalists such as yourself. We need artists, we need project managers, non-STEM professionals in the tech technical fields. So where we've come over the last 40 years has changed immensely. The difference for myself was I was always that lifelong learner, continuing to learn and grow. And when the opportunity presented itself, I stepped through the door and accepted it. And, and I've been on this rocket ship ever since. <laughs> so talk to talk to our, a lot of our uh, listeners, our CEOs, those who are looking to guide the ship of the corporation um, at an elevated degree. So tell us about when you speak to 80% of the space business opportunities, what are you referring to and how can we participate? Excellent question. So what I'd like to share is in 2020, the global space ecosystem was $447 billion. And by 2030, according to Bank of America, it will become $1.4 trillion. And then by 2030, we're looking at, um, by 2040, we're looking at uh, um, $3 trillion. So we're looking at that exponential growth. And the, the biggest part that I take away from that ecosystem number is over 80% of the space ecosystem is commercial. So that's products and services that are being developed by entrepreneurs and industries to provide better quality of life for all of us here on Earth. And some of those technologies you can think about are in healthcare, weather prediction, uh, Google Maps, you know, GPS, Uber Eats, uh, Airbnb, how your food got to you today with precision agriculture and transportation. So everything you do in your daily life, even this podcast today, is all based on space technology. So where are you in your career right now? I know um, Space Foundation is your primary uh, goal and in edu education, am I right? And also you're in mentorship and coaching uh, as well? Absolutely. So the Space Foundation is a 501c3 for education. And we've, we are a U.S. nonprofit. We've been in business almost 40 years. So we do business here in Colorado, nationally, as well as internationally. And we focus on three main areas. Your trusted source for information. Uh, lifelong learning, as well as global partnerships. So one of our activities under our Center for Innovation and Education is our workforce development roadmap, which includes awareness, access, training, connecting, and mentoring. Mm -hmm. So I walk the walk. I, I talk the talk and I walk the walk. I believe, as well as the Space Foundation believes, that if you can find a mentor, 
that will help you find your next step, your career, help you grow as an individual, especially for women in diversity. So I walk that talk as well because I am a mentor for both the UN Office of Outer Space Affairs, Space for Women Network Program, as well as Women Tech Network. And so I have several mentees, protégés, and, and I learn as much from them as they learn from me. It's, it's been a fantastic journey. So for your audience, consider being a mentor. You know, no matter where you are in your career, even if you're a college student, you could mentor high school students. If you just are early in your career, you could mentor those college students. And you have so much to offer those the, the next generation. Thank you for that. Um, I, I, I think uh, just the invitation alone, I think, is really important, right? Because I feel like the, the conversation that you're involved in is very um, maybe too far off for a lot of people, right? And so it's just nice to hear um, that the invitation is there and the ability to want to learn more if you want to is available. And that's what you do. So thank you for doing all that you do. Um, I base a lot of what I'm doing on a, a scientific study by Dr. Hawkins. I don't know if you're familiar, mm -hmm. but he calibrates the emotions, right? And joy is the highest emotion calibrated on the planet for human, human beings. So I talk to a lot of people and I hear often that the world is upside down. There's a lot of chaos and worry and stress, confusion, and even evil I hear a lot of times. Um, so what do you think as from a global perspective about uh, the state of affairs? And then how do you address those in your own work and career on a daily basis? Well, the first thing I say is turn off the news. I mean, it's <laughs> wonderful to know what's happening. Uh, my husband loves CNN, so it's on 24-7 in our home, but I have to leave the room. I want to know what's going on. I'm more of a CNBC type of person, and then I want to move on. And so, first of all, I'd say listen to the news, be informed, but then be able to step away, turn that off, and process it. Go for a walk. Think about it. And then the thing that I'm so fortunate about is that Space Foundation is every day Am I working towards that goal of creating more access and opportunity for everyone in that space ecosystem? So some days I may have more emails I have to answer. Other days I get to talk with wonderful individuals like yourself to create that awareness that we need all individuals to come into the space ecosystem and look for opportunities. Not just in the U.S., but around the world, are we creating opportunities and unlocking human capacity building? So that's what gives me joy every day. Yes, there's always going to be a chaos, we'll call it. But, you know, you, you're, you're in charge of yourself and you're uh -huh. in charge of how you respond to that. So I believe I'm a big uh, proponent of emotional intelligence. How do you want to respond to that? And what form of responsibility can you take in that chaos? So, you know, if you're passionate about animals and rescue, adopt a, adopt a, a shelter dog. I have a shelter dog. So there's always something you can do that will make a difference in the world. So how can you make a difference every day? And those small acts of all of us will create a big change cumulatively. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And that's the business I'm in with the chair of joy, of course, that we're carrying around the country. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, if, when you say that um, you can unlock human capacity, I'm wondering if there isn't, if there are no obstacles in your way at all, and, uh, you know, you had a magic wand and you could address this issue of unlocking human capacity. How would we do that specifically? Is there a way? Well, there are a number of ways. And, and it all depends on really bringing everybody to the table. And what do I mean by everybody? Yes, the Space Foundation can be one of those partnership brokers as a nonprofit. But we also want to bring government entities because governments can unlock 
the opportunities for the future with the right legislation, the right investments in education or creating the right policies to unlock the commercialization of space. So in 2004, the U.S. government passed Commercial Crew, and that has allowed this era that we're seeing in commercial rocket companies, right? SpaceX, uh, Virgin Galactic, Blue Origin. So the right policies by government players and the right investments in education can create the change we want. Then we have to work together. And again, with the right training, then we create the networks. So there are a number of networks around the world. The Space Foundation, we are the global convener for our annual space symposium that takes place here in Colorado Springs. We also have a virtual online platform called Symposium 365. So it's on demand all the time. And that is your trust source of information. But there's also Space Generation Advisory Council, Women Tech Network, Women in Aerospace. You know, so find an organization that you also share the passion. And that's how we can continue to move things forward. And again, find a mentor. So we are moving the needle together by doing those things. Is there an ultimate destination for you? Is there an, a legacy, if you will, or something that you'd like to see uh, or achieve? In your lifetime? You know, I'm so grateful that last year we launched our Center for Innovation and Education for, at Symposium. Um, it was during COVID. It was at a time when the world really did need hope. And again, we're reaching out to those underrepresented groups who don't think space is for them. So launching during a pandemic when individuals were losing their jobs, and the space industry does have higher paying jobs in the U.S. than equal uh, jobs in other sectors, it was a great opportunity to create that awareness that you may have not thought about the space industry, but again, we need all those individuals from, you know, diplomats and, um, you know, uh, policymakers and trade workers and project managers and STEM professionals and journalists and artists. We need you all to consider coming into the space industry. Great paying jobs. The U.S. and other countries may be leading the way, but that is starting to expand into other countries. Like in Africa, they have launched the African Space Agency. So you're seeing a lot of excitement. Uh, next month, I'll be in Dubai, uh, Dubai, the UAE Space Agency, but Dubai Expo is taking place and they have the 17th through the 24th is Space Week and they have 192 pavilions, the US, the French, the Russians. Um, there'll be some amazing things to discuss about space, both about going out there, returning to the moon and Mars, but how we bring that space technology back here to Earth to benefit everyone's life. I don't know if that's a legacy. I, I hope that um, that hopefully I'm spurring the next generation to fill all those wonderful jobs that will continue to make humanity uh, not only harness what we have here on planet Earth, but also how we reach for the heavens. Awesome. Oh, and how do you see yourself participating in that role in Dubai? What are, What do you do? What do you have a role there? I have several roles there. <laughs> so um, I'm very honored um, that I've been invited by uh, the Expo 2020, as well as the U.S. consulate in Dubai. And I've also been invited by the U.S. Uh, embassy in Doha to participate in AstroCon 21 at Doha at the planetarium. So I'll be going there first to talk about space and all the opportunities in uh, Qatar, as well as then going on to Dubai to talk about at space um, Space Week during Dubai Expo, uh, it, it'll run seven days. And I almost every day I am either speaking, moderating a panel, or going out to visit a university or a primary school to talk about the great opportunities that are in the space ecosystem for all citizens on planet Earth. 
Sounds like all age groups that uh, are getting to hear your message. Did I say you were a judge in something or was that past or coming up? I am going to be a judge and a mentor for NASA Space App. So that's a challenge program. And this will be the first year that we'll be doing that actually virtually. And it's in Brescia, which is in Italy. So I am judging that. And the woman that runs that, Chiara, she's amazing. She is also a UN Space for Women mentor, and I'm a UN Space for Women mentor. So we built our network, and she said, would you please help uh, be a mentor and a judge for our event? And I said, of course. And that's allowing kids to come in, create apps, um, and, and inspire that next generation to pursue space careers. So I'm excited to be invited to all those type of events. I'm excited to Uh, speak in Dubai Expo. I'm excited for Italy. I was invited to speak at the first African Space Week uh, due to COVID that has been postponed. But when that's back scheduled, I look forward to joining the 55 countries in Africa and how they want to pursue their space ecosystem. Wow. You are a woman on the move. There's nothing holding you back right now, right? You're able to move around and get out of the country. So that's phenomenal. Well, some of my getting out of the country is just like we're talking today. It's virtual. (laughs) And then in some cases, uh, you know, we are able to go to Doha and Dubai as well. You know, we're obviously COVID standards. Um, And so we do, you know, I do ask all your listeners to be careful of COVID, you know, be be cautious, get vaccinated. Um, So I am vaccinated. So I am traveling vaccinated. I will be uh, tested before I go and I will wear a mask and socially distance. So I am doing all the precautions in the new normal that we all have to do to get back to normal. That's awesome. So we're doing this chair of joy thing and I would love for you to participate or to go through the practice with me real quick. I'd love to get to know you a little bit better through it and also get your opinion about it. Wonderful. Great. So thank you for that. Are you at home today? I am at home today. So if you could look around your home and pick a chair of joy away from your computer, somewhere that you go sometimes to sit that isn't right in front of the computer that you can maybe be quiet and rest a bit, where would that be? So it's right here in my office and my little rescue dog, uh, Bella, (laughs) is sitting in my chair. I have a beautiful home office that faces the west. And so I can see the beautiful Rocky Mountains and Pikes Peak. Mm -hmm. And it gives me great joy just to look out and be blessed with the wonderful place I get to live. And, um, And even during COVID, when we were all quarantined over the last year, to have a wonderful home and office like this to get to work from. And what color is your chair? What kind of chair is it? So I don't want to say it's kind of boring, but it is a beige, but it's a rock, a rocker recliner. It's a lazy boy. And so it's very comfortable. And, uh, you know, you can kind of kick back, you can rock, you can prop your feet up. Uh, sometimes why would you you not want to say that sounds phenomenal? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you think, uh, uh, you know, being a space person, it might be purple or something, but it's beige. So comfortable it's all about it's all about comfortable so if you how many times do you sit in your chair of joy if you could if you could give it a number during the week oh several times a week maybe four or five times because i try to embrace gratitude every day especially on the days when maybe things don't go perfect right we all have days that don't go perfect so how do you take that pause not get wrapped up in the moment step back refocus and be grateful and again sitting there in that chair, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains, looking at what nature has given us can help you recenter yourself. 
I appreciate that. That is what we're what we're on the mission of Joyly to do is to get people to get there because meditation, I think a lot of times is overwhelming. Sometimes people think they get it wrong or they don't do it uh, enough or they you know don't focus on the right things or they think their mind wanders or something. So I think only 15% of the people in the United States meditate and the number's even lower worldwide. So I'm wondering why that is. And um, we all know the benefits physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. It goes on and on and on about why we should take some time to sit still. Um, so anyway, here we go. So you're sitting in your chair of joy. And by the way, I'm climbing Pike's Peak. So if you could look at Pike's Peak for me and say, oh, it's not that high. <laughs> it's not that high. <laughs> it's only 14,000 feet. Not a big deal. Um, but anyway, um, so you're sitting in your chair of joy. What do you see specifically besides Pike's Peak in the mountains? Is there anything else in your uh, immediate uh, visualization that you can see? Finally, a better way to hold your phone. Introducing Steady Straps. Made here in the USA, Steady Straps are high quality, flexible straps that adjust to hold virtually any phone comfortably and securely. Steady Straps are washable and come in a wide range of colors and styles. See them all at SteadyStraps.com because they're so visible, they're the perfect promotional item to advertise your company message or logo. Learn more at SteadyStraps.com. That's SteadyStraps.com. Well, the, the other thing that I love about where we live is we do have wildlife. So mm-hmm. I may see deer and obviously it's been, it's been summer. So we've had baby deer. Now we're having the bucks coming out uh, because it'll be mating season soon. So we just had a buck in our yard the other night. So I, I just love watching nature. I, that's my passion also is to do wildlife photography. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and sometimes I just capture it with my mind. You know, you can take photos and some, and, and I love doing that. Don't get me wrong. I look forward to going back to Africa and being on the Serengeti, but sometimes capturing that moment in your mind and yes. focusing on that and calming yourself um, and just thinking how wonderful life is. And so I enjoy that. The other thing I have uh, is I do plant, all my plants around the house, I plant from seeds. So I really enjoy watching nature and the germation process of the seeds and then seeing the beautiful flowers come to fruition. And um, so I do that as well. Now we are getting towards, as as you know, uh, the end of summer here in Colorado and Wisconsin. So I am sad that at some point uh, it will be time for those to go dormant, but we know that spring will come again. And that's the other part of life is that There are cycles to our lives. Some days are better than other days. And so you just, it's what's in between those that uh, we keep striving for. Awesome. Thank you for that beautiful answer. And so for everyone listening too, I'd love for you to all to go to your chair of joy. A lot of you have already identified where that is in your house as Shelly just did. So Shelly, um, you're sitting in your chair of joy. You see all the beautiful nature outside. And while we're doing this, just feel yourself taking some deep breaths, some some ocean waves in, I call that ocean breath. So six seconds in, six seconds out is what an ocean wave is. And um, tell me one thing that you hear while you're sitting in that chair, other than the beautiful sounds of nature. Is there anything else? So the other thing I would hear is that that we do grow the flowers that we grow, attract the bees and the hummingbirds. So I can hear the hummingbirds, their little wings as they're coming to, you know, to the flowers. And I can hear the bees coming to the flowers and pollinating them. Um, And I enjoy that. So. All right. Beautiful. So here's, here's, if everyone can hear what Shelly's taking deep breaths in while she's sitting in her chair of joy, her feet are on the ground. She's grounded to earth. She's listening and seeing everything that she can hear. And Shelly, if you could take one, another deep breath in, and I want you to see if you can 
tap into one of your most joyful moments ever. This is going to be, you have such an array, but if you could tap into the first thing that comes to mind in just a few sentences, if you could describe it, it could have been when you were a little girl or just this morning or anywhere in between. Did something come to mind? It did. So what came to mind is being in the Serengeti and watching the Great Migration as they crossed the Mara River and watching the thousands of wildebeest and zebras. Again, I'm a, I'm a passionate wildlife photographer. I love being out in nature and just watching nature as the migration process happens. And again, it's a reminder that we're also in a process that, you know, this is one step in every day is a step in that journey. So I can just still vividly see the wildebeest crossing the Mara River, the zebras. Uh, I can see the lions and the uh, impala. Mm -hmm. So it's just, oh, you're making me miss. And I can't wait yeah. to go back to Africa. What year was this? Or roughly how, how long ago was this? This was 2018. And we had okay. hoped to go back uh, last year. But unfortunately, with COVID, it's been postponed. But you know, we'll, we'll keep praying that uh, we'll have the opportunity to return to Africa soon. Great. So if every, everyone's doing this at, and uh, wherever it is that you are, whether you're standing in grocery line at the store or, you know, whatever your, your place is where you can just stop and be quiet for a little bit. We heard an amazing story of Shelly's first moment of joy. So Shelly, while we're talking, just let that res that moment resonate um, from your head to your toe and just feel the moment when you saw all the nature and the, and the migrating and just, I don't know, were you sitting in a truck or God, just imagine all of that. That is just beautiful. And then one more moment of joy. So deep breath in. Let's go to another time in another place. Something else where Shelly was just cooking on all pistons. Did something come to mind? I can always tell you get this little smirk and you're like, that's where oh, I was. <laughs> so the other moment of joy is when I married my husband. We've been married five and a half years, but we've known each other more than 15. And it's not necessarily my moment of joy, but it was my mother's moment of joy. And knowing how happy she was to watch me get married and have a beautiful wedding and, you know, all, all our family and friends were there and be able to marry my life partner who has been with me for, for a long time, but we finally, you know, got married and, um, and, and it's less about my moment of joy, but giving my mother her moment of joy. Great. So same thing, just see your mom on that day, what she was wearing, where you all, where you all were, what was happening and just probably that bubbling up inside of um, your mom's smile on, on her face. What was her name, your mom? My mom is named Betty. And, Betty. and actually the funny story is uh, we got married out in La Quinta in February, which is supposed to be cool. So it's La Quinta, California, but it was a very hot day and our unity candles started to melt. And so, so not only was it a moment of joy, but I'm also remembering our candles melting and then trying how to take the two separate candles and light the unity candle, but they're all melting. And so again, you know, best laid plans, you got to laugh and just, just go with the flow. Make the best of them. Beautiful. All right. Well, those were two amazing moments of joy. And I know there's a gazillion, but thank you for bringing up the two. And so again, think of the, the nature and migration in Africa. Just let that kind of resonate. And the same with your mom, let that resonate. And if you could connect those two, the energy of those two, what would you say the one word is to connect the energy of those two? One word that would describe the two. Grateful. Grateful. Okay. Grateful I had the opportunity to see that amazing migration and then grateful that I met, uh, you know, the man of my dreams. And I didn't know he was the man of my dreams, but I met the man of my dreams. And in that same moment that I made a commitment to the man of my dreams, it made my mother, you know, absolutely super happy. And 
fulfilled as well. So it's an opportunity where you give back. That's beautiful. Wow. So, so we, um, if you could take grateful, this immense amount of joy and gratefulness that you have in your heart and you could put it into some kind of container, anything, what would the container be? I'm excited to hear what you have to say being yeah. what business you're in. <laughs> well, I'm thinking I'd probably put it in a rocket container and we would send it to, to Mars, um, as a keepsake, as a time capsule. Mm. Beautiful. A rocket. So you and me are going on a trip to Africa and we have this rocket attached to our, we'll just get in a rocket. We don't get, need to get on an airplane. Let's get in a rocket and we're headed off to Africa if that's possible. And when we land, there is many, many thousands of uh, CEOs, women, men, all different uh, people from all over the world. And they don't get this rocket ship full of gratefulness, this pure joy that you're expressing in this, this being uh, married with your mom there. I can just feel that and sense that. What would you say to them that they might be not aware of when it comes to joy? Well, sometimes it's just looking at the small things in life. Again, looking at the hummingbirds that are flying to the flowers, looking at nature, the seasons, you know, as fall comes, we may be sad to see uh, the, the leaves die and, and fall from the trees, but we know that spring is coming and that, you know, for all the CEOs who are out there thinking, you know, um, I'm not feeling the joy, just pause, reconnect with nature, reconnect with yourself. As you said, be centered and connected and the joy will start. The other thing I've learned is you don't feel joy similar to meditation. You have to do it. You can't just say, I'm going to feel joy and now I'm going right. to feel it. Sometimes this is something similar to meditation. You have to do for a while, just like going to the gym. You can't just go to the gym and tomorrow you have the body of a 24-year-old again. Um, I'm not sure I'll ever have the body of a 24-year-old again. But by going to the gym day after day after day after year, you, you get there. And so that's how joy and gratitude work. You do it every day. You may not feel it today or tomorrow the next day, but you might feel it next month. In six months down the road, and it grows. And so you just have to plant that seed and be patient. And would you, I appreciate that. And would you agree that, that um, it's possible that we could have more intention and focus on that conversation and in uh, creating joy in our lives as a, as, a, as a population? Do you think that there's a need for that? I absolutely think there's a need for it. Um, you know, you go to some countries and they're, and they're you know, People are very happy and joyful. Um, and in the U.S., sometimes we're, we're not as joyful. And I'm going to say definitely during this past year of COVID, yeah. it has been a very challenging year. We've had to learn what resilience is, persistence, tenacity. Um, there are bad days. Um, I think I, I know several people who've been personally affected by COVID. So how do we still find joy in that? And so sharing that joy, even on on the bad days, that's when you really need to grab onto it and hold on to joy. Thank you. I appreciate that. And and you can see how the chair of joy is sitting in it as an anchor, right? And and just really taking a couple of minutes to call in a couple of memories and, and then finding connecting word, which you said grateful. So I feel like you give that a lot of energy. People use different words for that, which is faith or adventure or playfulness. It's kind of the thing that you go, oh, right, that's what's been missing. And no wonder I'm not feeling any joy today. I, I'm not doing anything intentionally on a daily basis to um, to you know, change that in my, in my world. So, so I appreciate that. One last question. If we could give this rocket ship away full of grateful, uh, gratefulness and uh, joy, who would you give it to today, today and why? Who would you give it away to and why? Well, my goal is to pass it on to the next generation. 
because they're the ones who are following us. Uh, they're the ones that are going to take what we've started in that space ecosystem and STEM careers and uh, data analytics, and they're going to grow it to the next level. And so I want to give that rocket ship full of joy to them so that their futures are beautiful and bright and fulfilling. And do you think with that, wow, that's brilliant, a rocket ship full of joy to the next generation. I, I want to be there when it lands. That's beautiful. I can just see that happening. So would you say, and I'm just curious because there's a, when it comes to young people and starting out in new careers, do you think they are making decisions based on what gives, brings them joy or are they making decisions about what they're going to do in life based on, oh my God, mom says I have to do this, that, or the other thing. So I'm wondering if they're finding you and how we can, how can we assist in that? Do you know what I mean? So I would say that most people who want to be in the space industry are very passionate about the space industry. The group that I'm trying to reach are those who don't know they can be part of the space industry. But once we can break down that barrier, that space is not for me. Is that a woman? Is that diversity, inner city, rural, different regions of the world? Let's break down that barrier, that perception that says space is not for me. Invite them into the space ecosystem because once they're inside it, they're going to find that joy and that excitement that I'm part of the future of space, which really, as I shared with you, space is part of our daily lives already, whether it's in medical, healthcare, telecommunications, energy and energy storage solutions. So let's invite everybody in. You have your work cut out for you because there is so many people in the world that would love to work with you and um, they just have to learn about, you know, what the opportunities are and that is what you're doing. And I just want to thank you for being here and sharing that. My last question for you is what is, um, first of all, what would you like to leave our listening audience with? And then also, um, what was your biggest takeaway today? Well, I'm going to say my biggest takeaway is the rocket ship of joy to the future. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm going to memorize that forever. Every time I sit in that chair now, I'm going to think about our conversation in the rocket ship of joy. And my biggest takeaway is going to, and my biggest thought is, you know, let's try to remember to be kind to one another. In a world where you can be anything, let's be kind. Let's nurture people's dreams, goals, and ambitions. Let's be mentors and role models for them. Let's help them find their pathway. And I would personally like to help you find your pathway into the space ecosystem. Lovely, lovely. And you have a book, right? I do not have a book, but I'm, I'm thinking about it. See, you're, you're planting the seed for me. I am considering writing a book. I think a children's book uh, with a rocket ship of joy would be perfect. Wonderful. <laughs> I'll reach out to you. We'll have to collaborate on that. That would be really fun. Um, so my ask for you today is, can you find that share of joy more than a couple, three, four times a week, like maybe two or three times a day? And, um, and what do you think would happen in the world if everyone sat in their chair of joy two or three times a day? I think, first of all, many of the challenges we, we perceive that we have every day would diminish. We would be able to refocus and realize that what we're perceiving is not as bad as, it, as it's being portrayed. And we may be able to find that solution a lot faster. So I think if we sit in that chair of gratitude and joy uh, more often, we're going to actually be more settled and find better solutions faster. Perfect. Last question. When, when someone's watching this and, and uh, they go, you know what, my teenager or my college student or my someone in my life wants to uh, be part of this, what do you suggest that they do to learn more? 
So there are a number of great organizations out there depending on their age groups. There's women in aerospace. There's Girl Scouts has some great badges. Boy Scouts has some space badges. Um, NASA, if you're a parent, NASA has some wonderful material for you to share and do as a family activity. Sit in front of your computer and look at some NASA education material, watch documentaries together, go to a science center. So there are so many things you can do. If you're a young adult, join Space Generation Advisory Council. Look at the UN Office of Outer Space Affairs. They have a number of organizations. Connect with individuals that are like-minded on LinkedIn, and you too will find your path. I'm just curious about scholarships and funding. Is there lots of opportunity to get involved no matter what, uh, nowhere, no matter how you are uh, set up in the world? So what I'm going to share with you for individuals who want to be entrepreneurs and are looking to develop that space technology I talked about, NASA has thousands of patents from the space era that are waiting to be commercialized. And they do have grants, uh, small business innovative research grants that you can apply for to help you develop that technology and bring it to market. So all your listeners who are thinking, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know what I want to do go check out the NASA Technology Transfer Office. That would be a great place to start. And again, for all your aspiring listeners, there are a number of fellowship programs. Brooke Owens Fellowship is a great one. Um, you know, So look for those fellowship opportunities. Check out that NASA website. We also post that information on our spacefoundation.org portal. And here's a little thing for all your listeners. October 4th through the 10th, is World Space Week. So the Space Foundation, as well as organizations around the world, will be hosting numerous activities that you can participate virtually, and maybe you'll find your pathway into the space industry. Beautiful, Shelly. Thank you for being here and expanding joy and raising the vibration of joy on the planet with me today. I absolutely commend you and your tenacity and your perseverance to make sure that the space industry is well-known and available to everyone who wants it. So thank you for being here today. I really appreciate your time. I'm very honored to have joined you today and thank you so much for reminding me how grateful I am for everything that I'm able to do and support the future generation. You're very welcome. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>